All right. Uh, episode 12 of Catching a Buzz. Uh, we're here for another one. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're starting out with NFL talk as well as NASCAR. Um, we'll move on to golf returns. Uh, we're talking college basketball and college football, as well as MLB and the shit show that is the negotiations going on throughout the league. We're also going to round out with bottom three, top three, Mountain West edition. We're almost to the Sun Belt, which we said we were hoping not to get to. So uh, another great one for you guys. Um, thanks for listening. Here we go. Episode 12, our third of the double-digit ranks of, of the episodes. We're back with another one, uh, me and Whitey, chilling in the in the lab, cooking up some episodes. Um, we're going to start out today with NFL news, uh, like we usually do. I, I wouldn't say usually, I guess it, it occurs more than not, I'd say. Um, Dalvin Cook is holding out, and I, I want to get your take because I haven't heard anything from you yet. Uh, yeah, just go after it. Well, first off, I love that the Vikings are having problems. Because, I mean, everybody does. Everybody should. Well, yeah, because so we talked about it like a couple months ago, the abysmal offseason they were having. They lost probably every significant free agent they had. And then they had a damn good draft, in my opinion. A really fucking good draft. Which scared me. But now that I see Dalvin Cook is holding out, I love it. And I love it for a couple reasons. One... The Packers' run defense, as we know, is not what you'd consider good. So if there's a chance that he holds out during the regular season and we don't have to play him, that's just good for the Packers. And two, if they pay him what he wants to be paid, that is going to eat up even more of their money that they already don't have because they're paying Kirk Cousins so much. Yeah, they're paying Kirk North of $30 million a year, somewhere around there. Too like, much. Yeah, they're paying Thielen $17 million a year. They, if they if they dig in their pockets and give Dalvin another like $14 million a year, say, because that's kind of top running back money right now, they are going to have so much fucking money tied up into those three players. I mean, it's a, okay, it's a smart move for Dalvin. Uh, I don't even know if it's a smart move for Dalvin. I'm trying to think through this right now. I mean, like, yeah, you've had three years under your belt, but only one of them was great. His stats from the first two seasons aren't really... I mean, he got injured his first season, tore his ACL, only played four games. Um, this is his only 1,000-yard rushing uh, season. Um, I get that you want the money, but people aren't willing to pay running backs nowadays. Well, and another reason I think it's smart for Dalvin is that because he has an injury history, and it's not like he had a couple, like, oh, like he broke a hand or something yeah. like that. That's kind of like... Tearing an ACL is obviously hey, a big deal. Breaking a hand can be a big problem if you're a David Johnson fantasy owner. That's fair. That, okay, that's fair. But, like, breaking a hand <laughs> doesn't make you, like, injury prone. True. So if he's already had an ACL, I don't know the statistic, but aren't you, like, twice as likely I mean, to tear gotta, it a second time? I mean, you more likely. I don't know. Maybe so they repair it super strong so it's you smart. have less likely. I don't, I don't know. It's smart on his part to try to get money right because now. if he plays and he gets hurt, Going in his contract year, he's done. He's, like he is not getting done. anything. Yeah, he's gonna get paid three million dollars a year because they're gonna be like, "Oh, you tore two ACLs." Right. Like nobody's gonna pay him. So I think it's smart on his part 
it's a lot smarter to, to me than when, like, guys who have a completely fine health history hold out. Because, like, he's shown, like, yeah, like, he knows he's gotten hurt before, significant injury before. I think it's smart on his part, and I love that it's happening. Yeah, it, it bodes well for the NFC North opponents that uh, would have to face him if he does hold out into the season. Um, I just don't know if the holdout's going to work for him because they might just do an Austin Eckler thing with uh, Alexander Madison. He isn't bad. I think Dalvin only averages about 2.2 2 yards more a rush from Alexander Madison. So, I mean, I, I don't know if they, they might just go the Austin Eckler route where they play him until the starting running back comes back. Yeah, well, that's a good comparison because I think, like you said, Madison has shown he's a pretty solid back. Um, obviously, he's probably not as electric as Delvin, but I think if Delvin holds out, that's a short-term win for the Packers. If he signs for a big deal, that's a long-term win for the Packers. Either way, I think we're winning here. Yeah, it's a win-win. It's a classic win-win. A classic win-win-win. All right, uh, yeah, I just, I, I get it. We've seen it with Zeke. We've seen it with Le'Veon. We've seen it with other running backs. Um, especially this early, I don't know if you hold out because he hasn't really proven much, but we'll, we'll move on from that. The Vikings don't deserve too much talk. Um, we're moving on. There, the planning of hard knocks. I didn't read anything about this. I'm assuming you did. Well, yeah, there's not a whole lot about it. It's just that HBO has said that they're working, I don't know, maybe diligently was the word, to make sure hard knocks can happen. And assuming that it's looking like the regular season is kind of going to happen relatively normal as possible, I don't see why hard knocks can't happen. I understand it would bring in a lot more people and you got all the camera crews, but... Like, in the grand scheme of things, would it really be that hard to do? Yeah, I, I don't think it would. Um, I'm not a I'm not a watcher of Hard Knocks, sadly. Really? I, I don't have HBO. Oh. Um, so I haven't... I, I mean, I've seen clips, like... And you they give you the first episode of each season for free. So mm-hmm. I watched the Raiders one the other the other year. I think that was last year, yep. right? And uh, so knock, I... Got, knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Um... Yeah, but I, I mean, I watch the first episode of every season, but I don't watch anything more than that. I want to watch, but it's, I, I know it'd be, like, cool to watch, and, like, it's interesting stuff to see, but I don't know if I, like, would get HBO just for that. Yeah, so, um, HBO just comes with, like, the direct TV package we have at home, so I've always been able to watch it, and that is probably my dad and I's favorite show. That It's only, it's, like, five episodes yeah. each year. But in August, it is my favorite oh, it's awesome. show, hands down. You hear the down. whistles going, you hear the balls hitting, everybody's hitting pads, the balls are being The caught. intro is, like, the intro the is intro almost is worth nice. watching. Yeah. You just get the little da-da-da-da. Yeah. Got it, it. I'm really hoping, it, like, until I saw this, I didn't even know that they were considering not having hard knocks. Really? No, I had no idea. I just hadn't, I just assumed, like, oh, if they have training camp, they'll have hard knocks. True, I guess. But... What uh, was interesting to me is I've also heard rumors that the Packers, not necessarily in line for this year, but aren't opposed to having hard knocks come in. I don't know if I like that. I mean, like, I would like it as a Packers fan because I get to see the day-to-day and stuff like that, but I don't know. I'm I'm not a big distraction guy. I don't like that a lot. Well, another point about that is they've tried to look like, oh, it doesn't, like, affect the team. Yeah. And it's hard because they always go to teams that are bad anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, the Raiders weren't bad because they had hard knocks. And, like, the Browns weren't bad because of hard knocks. Yeah. And, yeah, no, I, I would like it as a Packer fan, but, yeah, I don't know if it's... And I feel like if they do that in the next couple of years, it's going to be the narrative, 
Is this Aaron Rodgers here to get beat out by Jordan Love? Right, there would be a lot of that cover. Yeah. Like, they would show conversations with Aaron and Jordan Love. And, yeah, until this thing, like, until Jordan Love is probably the starter sometime down the road, I'd be fine if we didn't uh, sign up for that. Yeah, uh, as much as I hate the... I don't hate the Jordan Love pick. As much as I dislike the Jordan Love pick, the talking about it and the constant... How does Aaron feel about it? That's so much worse than the actual pick itself. Oh, hands that's down. All, all the p- coverage on the Packers, there's nothing else other than, oh, how does Rodgers feel about it? Yeah, like Love? nobody talked about if Jordan Love is good or bad. Like the quality of the pick yeah. itself, nobody talks nobody. about. Even still, it's just like, oh, Rodgers liked to tweet, like, ah, trouble in cheese town. <laughs> like, it, it's annoying. Fuck off, media. Um, we'll move on to NASCAR now. They raced Martinsville on Wednesday? Yep. Wednesday. Um, I mean, I watched the the worst part of the race. I watched the middle, like, 300-so laps. I didn't watch <laughs> the beginning. I didn't watch the end. I don't know what I was doing. Um, I do want to state that I think I like the flat... The, as a, When it comes to the short track racing, I kind of like the flatter curves. I don't like the... Bristol's, like, cool and all, but I'm not sure I like that big bank curve. I, th- I think it takes... I mean, a little bit more skill to drive the, the, the flatter turns. Yeah, what I will say about that is, one, you get way more action at Bristol. I think there might have been, there was a caution for a guy stalling out. There might have only been, like, one or two actual wrecks the yeah. entire race. And the wrecks there aren't that big. Well, no, because you, you only get up to, like, I think it's like 115 miles yeah. an hour on the straightaway. What I will say, what I like a lot about Bristol, too, other than it's just more action is you kind of have more than one groove that you can work. Yeah. Like Martinsville, if you're on the inside on the turn, you are not getting yeah. passed by anybody. Whereas Bristol, you can pass high or low. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, it just allows more passing, which ultimately creates more action. Yeah. But so talking about the results for Martinsville, uh, Martin Truex Jr. ended up winning. I think it is his... I don't, I don't know what it is, but he's damn good at short tracks. Yeah, Martinsville and Bristol, good. he dominates... Uh, looking at the rest of the results, my guy Ryan Blaney came in second. My one, of other, his, one of his three guys. Okay, there's 40 drivers. I can have a couple favorites. My main guy, Chase Elliott. There's 128 college football teams. How many favorites you got? Shut up. <laughs> Chase Elliott came in fifth. Yep. Uh, so, okay, here, let me clarify this. Chase Elliott is my number one. Yeah, I think, but, I think we've established that. But, yeah, that. second, second uh, tier is Ryan Blaney and Matt, uh, uh, excuse me, Alex Bowman. So, Ryan Blaney came second. Brad Keselowski came in third after leading, I think, 460 laps last year. fucking well. Yeah, so the last two years what happened in Martinsville is the winners. Uh, so, last year was Keselowski. The year before was Truex. In their own races that they won, each led like over 400 laps. So when Joey Logano ended up leading 234 laps. Fuck Joey Logano. Myself, at least, and I think a lot of other people kind of thought, okay, it's going to be the same thing. Like, he's just going to lead 400 laps and win the race by a long shot. But at the end of the race, it kind of tightened up. I think the stage racing helps out a lot with that, bunching everybody back up. And there was actually like five guys that led significant amount of laps. And shout out to me, I'm three for four on the last four NASCAR races when it comes to betting. That is ridiculous. I feel like that's unprecedented. Never seen before. Who wins three out of four NASCAR races? 
Yeah, I, I don't know. The only tip I have is just look at the past race results at that track. Yeah. That's I'm, literally what I've done is I've bet two guys every race. One of them is just like I kind of pick some other way. But the other guy, I just pick a guy that's ran top five at the last five you, races. That you absolutely don't hate. Right. No, yeah. Well, no, because I bet Kozlowski quite a bit, ah. and I I don't like him, but I like so do you I find like your, money. Do you find yourself cheering for him though? Uh, I cheer for him. Well, I root for him to do well when he's in the lead. Okay. But otherwise, I just stick to like my guys that I like, and then the other guy that I bet on. Um, but what I will give out a hot tip for the next race, Homestead Miami, which is on Sunday. The three guys you could should consider betting, Kyle Busch, Keselowski, and Martin Truex have all ran, I think, top five in the last four races at Homestead. If you had to put a lockdown, who is it? I'm going with Kyle Busch. He's due. Fuck him. Unfort- unfortunately, he's so due. So is Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson's been due for 104 races. Yeah, but I love that. I, <laughs> the one guy, the two guys I will never bet on are Jimmy Johnson and Kurt Busch. I just don't get... Okay, yeah, I... The Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch. I don't. I don't know many that hate Kurt Busch more than Kyle Busch. Because I grew up a Tony Stewart fan, and Kurt Busch always wrecked Tony. They always really See, when always I was, had beef. Growing up, I I thought everybody hated Tony Stewart. Well, because I was a Gordon guy. Oh Jesus! I was a Gordon guy through and through. See, I don't like mind Gordon. Well, the one thing I really don't want to happen is for Jimmy Johnson to somehow win a championship this yeah, year. Yeah, that would be terrible. That would then, be awful. Because then he would be the all-time winningest driver mm-hmm. over Dale Sr. and Richard Petty. But Gordon, eh, take him or leave him. I like him in the booth more than I did on the track. Okay. But anyway, Tony was my guy. Kurt always wrecked him. Therefore, hate Kurt Busch. Fair enough. What's funny about that, though, little side note and then we'll move on, as much beef as they had, and it wasn't like a one-time thing. Like It was ongoing. Like Every year they would get into it. One of the first drivers Tony hired when he started his own race team was Kurt Busch. Damn right. He's a damn good racer. Kurt? Yeah. Yeah, he does all right. <laughs> Moving on, also in NASCAR, um, they banned the Confederate flag from flying and being uh, represented at NASCAR events. Um, and Ray... Cicarelli, is that how you'd say it? Cicerelli, yeah. Cicerelli uh, has decided at the end of this season he's quitting NASCAR because he cannot, he can't support the flag anymore. And that is one of the biggest bonehead. I know he's not, he doesn't win races. He hasn't won one NASCAR. Well, no, and he's not in the top cups. He's like a truck driver. Yeah, like what are you doing? Like, you're a bum. That's a bum move. Yeah, like, I think the banning of the Confederate flag in NASCAR is long overdue. Long overdue. Because they're trying to be... Everybody thinks a NASCAR is a bunch of white rednecks that just turn left all the time. Drink Bush Light. Right. If they're trying to change the narrative and show that they are inclusive, you can't have the Confederate flag flying around. Yeah. It's, yeah I mean, I don't know how it didn't happen earlier. Uh, I'm glad it happened now. And Cicerelli... <laughs> you, will, you will not be missed on Friday nights <laughs> like, in the truck series. Your, your, name was, your name was first heard of by... 10 million people the other day. Like, nobody's ever heard of that. Strictly because you said... I'm racist. Yeah, I don't support an organization that tries to disavow racism. Yeah, he he said something about them being too political now. Yeah, like, I don't think... Like, it's not really a political thing. Like It's just, don't hate black people. Yeah, like, Like, it's not that hard, Ray. Nobody's gonna miss you, and... How much do you have to pay Ray Cicerelli to, to say Black Lives Matter? Ooh, you'd have to buy him a whole new trailer to live in. 
<laughs> Down there in Alabama, wherever he lives. He kind of sounds Italian. Cicerelli? Yeah, no, it, it, it sounds like his name's like... Hank. Dale Johnson or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, again, with, with the Black Lives Matter movement throughout NASCAR, um, Jimmy Johnson and Bubba Wallace um, have this guy that designs their helmets for him, and he had... The, the guy who designs the helmets tweeted out something uh, against the Black Lives Matter movement and all that stuff. And, a, of course, the Confederate flag ban. And he had said, like, oh, I don't care what I say. I'm still designing helmets for Jimmy Johnson and Bubba Wallace. Well, Jimmy Johnson tweets about three hours later, we have severed all ties with this helmet design company. So they are fucking idiots for thinking that they can say that stuff, especially when they're, they're designing helmets for a black driver. Right, the guy who is the only minority driver in the Top Cup Series right now, and you're going to go out and bash everything that like he's trying to lead NASCAR yeah. into. He's just talking shit to him when they're, they're the one who's paying him. Right, and then, he all, and then he thought he was like, oh, hey, say what you want, but at the end of the day, I'm still the guy. Well, yeah. Not anymore, boss. <laughs> not anymore. That's like going into the office and just trash-talking your boss and expecting good things to happen. Right, and it's like, your, your boss isn't going to be like, hey, man, good for you. Yeah. Like, no. We, we can, you don't think they're thinking we can find a different helmet designer? Right, probably a better one. <laughs> probably a better one. Probably a less racist one. Um, anyway, on, on to sports that are happening right now. Well, not right now. I think the round's over by now. Golf is back. Um, the Charles Schwab, that's hard to say. Try to say Char, Charles Schwab. Schwab. Charles Schwab. Okay, you did it better than I did. The Charles Schwab Challenge. Bad Ken Seth. <laughs> Ken Seth. Uh, down in Fort Worth, Texas is happening right now. Um, the leaderboard looks pretty different than what you'd expect. Harold Varner III is, is leading at 11 under. Then you got Jordan Spieth, Bryson DeChambeau, um, Morikawa, don't know who that is, sorry, in, in fourth, and then Rory. Tied for fourth as well. Um, so some big names up there, some some smaller names. It's just great to see golf again. I've been watching it on online because they don't broadcast on TV the first two rounds. Um, but it's just been nice to see like players actually get back to playing against each other instead of these four sums that are just going out for charity and stuff. Yeah, uh, I haven't. I'll be honest. Haven't watched a single drive putt. Nothing. No highlights on Twitter. No nothing. No, no. Wow. See, my the thing about golf with me. I don't hate the sport. I don't trash the sport, but I pretty well watch the majors when they're on TV, and that's about all you're gonna get from me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we've seen some interesting things with the no fans rule. Uh, Justin Thomas drilled a 150 yard wedge shot to about two feet. He waves to the crowd that isn't there. That was that was one of the best highlights I've seen. It's it's weird not hearing anybody um, in the stands at least. But they also combated that with giving players mics and having them hot mics the whole round. Like, they're not, like, pre-screening mics. So, like, there was a chip from John Rahm that went in from, like, 30 yards off the green. And I think Brooks Koepka goes, that's pretty fucking good there. (laughs) That is awesome. Golf needs more of that. They need to kind of get in the NASCAR mode where they're trying to, like, appeal to more a bigger audience because right now it's 65-year-old white guys watching. Um but I think hot mics are awesome for golf. Yeah, no, I I might just have to start watching this weekend strictly for that. Another thing I like about these event, like sporting events that have been going on without fans, is I really like how all the athletes are like kind of like having fun with the fact that yeah. there's nobody there. Like 
doing the burnouts when you win a NASCAR race and all that stuff. Yeah. I think it's good that everyone's kind of accepting, like, this is the shit we're dealing with. So Try to make it fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to NCAA football. Um, we got some news. The Badgers uh, football team and I think the volleyball team were allowed to report to voluntary workouts on June 8th, which was a Wednesday this week, I think. Maybe yeah. a, maybe a Tuesday, something. Uh, either way, they were allowed to report. Monday. Monday. Ah, I was close. Yeah. There's only seven options. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're getting back into workouts. Um, there was an approval of a preseason plan by the NCAA, which allows practices by mid-July. So we're getting there. We're fucking getting there. Yeah, no, the, I mean, this is probably the most, like... The most built up I've let myself get about college football coming back is yeah. right now. Because the plan is... <clears throat> excuse me. The plan is that they come back... Or, like, film and all that stuff can kind of start early July. And then uh, June 29th... Or, excuse me, June 24th meetings and walkthroughs can begin... And then August 7th is when practice can begin, and you just have to practice four weeks before your opening game. So if you're playing week zero, I think it's like August or July 31st or something like that, you get the date moved up. This is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, no, I, I'm ready This is going to gonna be fucking awesome! We're, we're playing college football we're this year. We're playing fucking college football. I've seen more people, more ADs come out and say we're having maximum capacity stadiums, which is awesome. I, lo- I love everything that's happening in college football right now. I yeah. love it. I think it's awesome to see the shift go from ADs talking about, like, yeah, we're going to try to play, and, like, we're thinking of options if we can't play, to now, to now the discussion is what's it going to look like when they play in the fall, yeah. not if. So awesome. No, it's, it's exciting. The betting's going to be awesome. Just even betting, just being able to watch live football on TV yes. when at some times over the past couple months it didn't look like that was going to happen is going to be awesome. I saw a tweet, or it was like a thread on some news website about people talking about like how they're going to view sports now that they've been taken away. And the idiots that said they are going to like sports less now because they've found value in yeah, other things. fuck you! Like, no, no. This... The only thing that COVID did for me was make me realize how much I relied on sports. Right. If anything, it's going to make me appreciate them even more because exactly. I know I know how much it sucks when they're taken yeah, away. Yeah, when's the last time I'm going to be able to watch Hawaii play Idaho on, on a late night game? Like, right. Like, if I didn't have that, what are you going to do when you get home from the bar? Hang, hang out with people? Yeah, no. Well, I'm going to check out the late night talk. bet. Like, Yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to watch Wyoming kick fucking... Nevada's ass. Yeah, like, goddamn, I fucking love sports, and I'm glad they're getting back. Um, more NCAA football talk. The Badgers signed TJ... Well, they haven't signed him yet. Um, they got a verbal commitment from TJ Bowlers, a four-star DE outside linebacker. They're going to move him to outside linebacker uh, to play for the Badgers. Um, from Tiffin, Iowa, he commits to the Badgers over the likes of Alabama, Michigan, uh, Penn State, Iowa... Iowa State, Nebraska, bunch of good programs that he committed over. Um, and he just said the same thing that a lot of fucking recruits say when they're coming to Wisconsin. It's a perfect fucking fit. They have great academics, great athletics. Their campus is badass. Um, yeah, I, I just, why doesn't everybody come to Wisconsin? It's so fucking awesome here. Yeah, and this was a big commitment. Like you said, 
I think I said this last week. Anytime we get a guy that Bama was interested in, yeah. I automatically <laughs> think, like, this guy's bringing us yeah. to the top. Once again, and this was one another one of them where it wasn't just an offer and, and just ghost them after it for Alabama. Well, like they wanted DJ <laughs> Bowlers. Yes. They and wanted him, and we got him. I know people always don't put a lot of weight into recruiting rankings because you get places like USC that are always at the top of the rankings but never do anything. They play like doo-doo. Right. But for Wisconsin, our recruiting class for 2021, according to both, we'll start with 24-7 sports. What are they ranked, Whitey? I think they're a pretty reputable recruiting site. Yeah, 24-7. Um, 12th in the country. 12th in the motherfucking country. When's the last time we had that? Never. Our, Never. our best finish is like 26th. Right. I know it's early, but like, come on. Well, yeah, there's still a lot of guys to commit, but we are one spot ahead of Minnesota. Damn right. Who Fuck comes Minnesota. in at 13th. In the Big Ten, we're fourth behind Iowa, Michigan, Ohio State. So, how does Iowa, Iowa recruit meatballs to come there? Hey, are you a pig farmer? Come down to Iowa. Well, it's especially going to be interesting just to see how many guys back out after all the stuff that's came yeah, up with Iowa. They've got some transfers entering the portal right now. Right, because all the shit that they're going on, they kind of had a horrible culture at Iowa. Yeah, so for, I think, those, for those that don't know, they seemed to be a racist culture in Iowa. Right, uh, a lot of guys came out and said they just didn't feel comfortable, comfortable yeah. being at the university. So I think Iowa's going to fall off hard. And then looking at ESPN, which nobody's going to argue is not credible, Wisconsin comes in at 18th in the country in the recruiting ranking. And I think our highest ever ranking was 26. Yeah. And over the past couple of years, Wisconsin has kind of shown that, yeah, we can win a lot of games with having a bad class, but now they're kind of starting to elevate themselves. I already told Phil, I think we're winning the championship in 2022. I, I, I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with him. Anytime you have a program that develops people as well as they do, and usually they're developing like two-star, three-star prospects from like in-state and it's kind of tough to see them before they turn redshirt juniors on the field. Um, these guys would be able to have a chance to compete. Um, I know we're pretty loaded at outside linebacker right now, so uh, TJ Bowers is probably going to wait in the wings for a little bit. But coming in with four-star prospects instead of developing, developing people into four-star prospects is huge. We're going to be really fucking good for a long time, as long as we recruit the way we're doing. Picture this. 2022 season... Jalen Berger at tailback, Graham Mertz under center at quarterback, Logan Brown at one tackle, maybe the Stoughton boy Jack Nelson at the right <laughs> side tackle, defense loaded with all these blue chip four-star prospects, probably going to need to acquire some speed both on the outside of receiver and at the back end, defensive back, I guess. I don't know what kind of guys we already have kind of waiting in the pipeline there. But we're looking like we're going to be a scary team for the next couple of years. Maybe more so than just your typical win 10 games. Yeah. Maybe beat, maybe a, a win the Big SEC Ten. A yeah. team in a bowl game. Maybe win a good bowl game, repeat. I think we're looking like we're actively trying to we're gonna go into that house. top tier. Yeah, we're going to be a powerhouse. And I, I had some concerns um, with... Originally, I'll admit, with Paul Christ and his ability to recruit, I figured he'd lock down the in-state recruits. He's a Wisconsin guy. He talks Wisconsin. He knows Wisconsin. He's been in Wisconsin for so long. Um, but he's really, like, his coaching, him and his coaching staff have been able to travel outside of Wisconsin and, and poach top recruits from other states, Minnesota, Iowa, Ohio. We've been, we've been able to get some fucking good-ass recruits from, from 
people that really should be staying in state, like if, if they lock down their border like they should. Like that was Barry Alvarez's like number one concern when he took the job at Wisconsin was locking down the state of Wisconsin. If you can't get your top recruits from your state, you're not doing well unless you're like Alabama. Right, yeah, because Alabama just takes them from better states like yeah. California, Texas, and Florida. <laughs> yeah. What I will say, in my opinion, the best-kept secret, both for recruiting and for coaching in the country, Jim Leonard. Yeah. Like, he is one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. We always have a top defense. And, yeah, we did before he got there. Well, because we had Aranda, too. Right, but we had Dave Aranda, who just got a head coaching job and always got talked about at LSU. Is he at Baylor now? Yeah, head coach at Baylor. You have guys like Brett Venables at Clemson, who sometimes gets more talk than Dabo Sweeney, depending on the game. Jim Leonard's the best-kept secret in the country. I think he does a lot for recruiting because he's been to the NFL. He knows what it's like to be a small team. He's kind of got experience in everything. Yeah. And I think a lot of recruits can kind of connect with him. Yeah, and I think another key about having Jim Leonard on the staff is he's a Wisconsin guy, too. Like, he went to school for four years, got drafted. Um, I, I think that having, was like, Paul Christ and Jim Leonard, for sure, having those Wisconsin guys, because you know they're not going to leave on the, like, the whim of, like, maybe a head coaching job somewhere down the line, like, because we lost Dave Aranda to another defensive coordinator position, but that was just to get more notoriety to go and, and coach somewhere else. Right. But I, I, I want people that want to stay. Like you, there, I don't think there's any doubt that Paul Christ is in his dream job. And for Jim Leonard to leave, I don't know what it would take for Jim Leonard to leave it'd Wisconsin. To, I think it'd have to be a big-time SEC job. Yeah, that, realistically, that might be the only option because, like you said, they're born and bred Wisconsin guys, went here, loved it here, came back to here. And they're putting together a hell of a team here. Hell of a fucking team. I'm excited. Um, we'll move on to more football talk. USC ended their disassociation. Dissociation? Dissociation. Dissociation. Dissociation with Reggie Bush. This should have happened a billion years. This should never. They should have never disassociated. Whatever the fucking word is, they should have done it with him. Like, what did he do? Take money from boosters or something? Yeah, it was like it wasn't like he was like a criminal or like cheated the game of football. Yeah. Like he literally just got money. Yeah. And that didn't affect his money play at all. Money and lavish gifts from two sports marketers. Like fuck off. Why are you having a 10-year ban on Reggie Bush? They sent his Heisman trophy back to like the where they ever they make them. Like it was ridiculous. They still have OJ Simpson's Heisman trophy in the in the trophy case. Right. He murdered his wife. <laughs> he killed him. He killed people. Right. Like Reggie like ah, oh, but Reggie Bush took a couple hundred bucks from that dude. Reggie Bush took even if hell even if it was $100,000. Yeah. Got offered money. As a gift that for anybody other than a college athlete would be perfectly legal. Yeah. O.J. Simpson charged with murder. No, I think we'll keep him in And there. they said, hey, the gloves didn't fit. <laughs> Your trophy fits for sure in this case. We're good. Jesus Christ. It's terrible. So Reggie Bush finally gets gets some recognition back at USC. Um, just a plain out dumb move to start it originally. But now that they brought him back uh, on the 10-year anniversary of them announcing their dissociation with him. Um, it just makes sense. Reggie Bush was, I think, my favorite football college football player to watch growing up. Him yeah. in that number five USC jersey was dirty. Oh, he was so good. Like, so fucking good. Uh, and, like, watch him in the NFL, he had some electric plays, but there was nothing like college uh, Reggie Bush. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think that 2005 year 
uh, Texas USC in the national championship. My favorite national championship of all time. I think it is. I mean, of that of the ones I've watched, you know, I, I don't know about the ones before I was born, but well, yeah, but no, yeah, in that classic call, Vince Young going to the pylon, and yeah, that was a hell of a game. There was also something in that game where Vince Young threw a shovel pass when he was scrambling, and his knee was clearly down, and they didn't call it down. They replayed yeah. it like put it in slow mo like eight times. Didn't see his knee was down. I don't know. There was a lot of shit about that game. I've watched a lot of, like, YouTube rewinds of, like, that game. Just an instant classic, and you knew it right away. Vince Young versus Matt Leinert and Reggie Bush. God damn, that's a good fucking game. I yeah. love college football. Yeah, and a couple of, like, all-time teams, too. Like, that USC yeah. dynasty and that Texas team are both regarded as all-time teams. Yeah. Like, LSU is going to go down as one of the all-time greatest teams ever, but this Clemson team, like, they were good, but nobody's going to remember the 2019 Clemson team. Yeah. So it kind of didn't make this championship as good as, like, mm-hmm. if they were playing another yeah. all-time And grade. who knows, LSU probably was the best team ever in college football. Yeah, when year. you look, especially when you look at the teams that they had to beat mm-hmm. and, like, blew out a lot of good teams. Really fucking good teams. They, they made a joke of the SEC. They, yeah, they really didn't have a close game where you're like, ah, eh, there's a weakness. Yeah. They were struggling against, like, Mississippi State or some one game. And right. then, they, then they threw up a 50-burger on them. Like, God, that team was fun to watch. We'll move on, though, to MLB talk. Um, ne- negotiations um, about the season and, and how long it's going to be and how much they're going to get paid um, continue between the Players Association and league owners and executives. They, the, It pisses me off. I just want to watch baseball right now, right? So the players are like... Hey, we'll play an 80 game season, but you have to pay us for 80 games, right? Right, naturally. The owners are like, let's play a 49 game season and we'll pay you for like 75% of those games. What the fuck are you talking about? Play the pe- pay the people for the playing the games. I don't fucking get it. Yeah, like I don't think the players are asking for anything like out of line. They just want to be compensated for the work they do like anybody else like, does. Like a regular season would have happened. Like, they, they're just asking for the pay they're owed. They're, yeah. They have contracts. They're owed the money. You can't just renegotiate the contract because you think, oh, we're not going to make enough money this year. Fuck you. On first take the other day, Max Kellerman said that the NHL isn't one of the big four sports in America. And I would agree that it probably goes NFL, NBA, MLB, and then NHL, but I'd still consider NHL a major four yeah. sport. MLB is fast-tracking their way to just dropping out of the race completely. Yeah, we're going to have a top three sports in the in And America. then it's going to be like, oh, you want to watch the MLS or MLB? <laughs> I don't know. Let's flip a coin for it. God, like MLB they, is fucked up so bad. They were America's pastime. They technically still are. They were the greatest sport in America for 100 years. Yeah, they like, fuck this up. Like, we talked about it a few minutes ago. NASCAR is doing a lot. To try to, like, they've realized that, hey, we got complacent. We just relied on our older demographic. NASCAR and golf. Yeah, NASCAR and golf have realized, like, hey, we need to grow. We need to attract younger viewership. MLB's just kind of like, hey, let's piss everybody off. Players, fans, management. Like, who cares? We're still the MLB, right? But I think they're going to find out that you're not that important that people are still going to watch if you run it like a shit no. show. No, their, their demographic's almost older than fucking golf right now. Yeah, dudes that listen on the radio. And the problem, like, it's the same problem with golf, NASCAR, and MLB, is you have all these, like, we'll call them purists, where they're like, oh, 
there's unwritten rules yeah. and like this is how the game should be and they're just restricting growth 100% like they're like oh you can't speed up the game that's part of the game well millenniums and whatever generation we are generation Z whatever most of us don't want to watch a game for four hours unless you're getting drunk and you're at the game Unless, yeah, unless you're drunk or it's a football game, mm-hmm. nobody wants to sit down for four hours and watch a one nothing game. No. Um, they're, they're moving in the wrong direction, and um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say about that. But they, do have, they did have one good thing happen this week. Um, they had the draft, which has always been weird to me because they draft in the middle of the season. Right, yeah, during a normal year, the draft happens, like, right when the season's about to start yeah. picking up. But no, they draft in the middle of the season, or what should have been the middle of the season right now, because we should have been playing baseball by now. Um, only notable that we're really going to talk about right now is Garrett Mitchell, UCLA outfielder, uh, who got picked 20th overall by your Milwaukee Brewers. Um, he's got a cannon of an arm, an absolute cannon. I was reading reports that most scouts this year said that he had the top arm, not only in in position players, but also the, the uh, hardest-throwing arm as far as pitching-wise, too. He has a fucking cannon, and he's got some range, too. I'll watch some highlights. Yeah, and he's got wheels, too. He had, in his last full season, which was 2019, because he only played 15 games this year, 12 triples in 62 games. He's so... He, I don't. I don't really. I don't normally watch like prospects film and stuff. But this kid looks like he's gonna be a fucking star. Right. He looks like as soon like he's gonna work his way up the minors a little bit, get some time. Then as soon as Lorenzo Cain's done, in comes Garrett Mitchell. Yeah, I think. I think he's gonna be a quick head to double A ball right away. He's not playing single A ball. I don't think. No, he'll probably spend the majority of his time double A, <laughs> quick stint triple A, right up to the majors. Yeah. He looks like the perfect replacement for Lorenzo Cain whenever he bows out, which might be after this year. Yeah, we don't know how long Lorenzo Cain's going to be around. I think it's a, like from the little, and I mean little, that I know about the MLB draft and baseball prospects, we've gotten a lot of love for this pick. Yeah, like, I mean, he was the number ranked by most um, sites and at an average of the sixth best prospect in the field. He drops to 20 because he had a small injury in high or in college. Um, I don't know why people didn't draft him, but we got him at 20, which is awesome. Yeah, the only knock I've really seen is he kind of lacks like true home run power. Yeah. But you don't really look for that. Like most center fielders, that's not... Yeah. Like occasionally you'll get a guy that like does it all when you look at outfielders like Matt Kemp and all those guys that have hit for 30, 40 home runs. But at center fielder, you're not looking for a true power guy yeah. anyway. Yeah, and I and I I was I was watching some YouTube videos and stuff about that and some clips on Twitter, and they said he has the power, he just hasn't shown it because like he'll hit bombs in batting practice. Well, to hit a triple, you gotta send one. Well, yeah, it's yeah for sure. Um, I'm excited about that more than most. I think just because the draft gave us some sort of baseball, like when it's nice out, the sun's shining, you're drinking a beer, you should be watching a baseball game. And you're not right now, so it's just kind of depressing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know you can't, like, I know it's, you can't just automatically, like, oh, this is what he did in college, this is what he'll do in the MLB. But if he played a full, like, MLB season, he still would have hit, like, 12 home runs. He would have hit 24 triples, had over, like, almost 200. RBIs. Yeah, like, 12 home runs for an outfielder. 
Yeah, that ain't that bad. As long as you got Yelich putting up 40-plus a year, I don't care what the center fielder does. Right, because Mitchell's going to get on base a lot. Yelich is going to bring him yeah. home. It'll work. That's two runs. We'll be all right. A great draft. Uh, we're not going to talk about the, the second through fifth round picks for the Brewers just because I don't know too much about them. I'm sure Jake, you don't either. Nope. No, um, I don't even know who we picked. <laughs> I'll see him in five years picked, when they're playing for us. Yeah, picked a couple outfielders this year, a couple shortstops. Obviously, this year's draft was only five rounds compared to the usual 40 um, that they usually have because we have a lot of fucking teams in the farm system. Um, but, yeah, five five rounds in the draft. I know a lot of seniors – well, people that were going to be seniors this year for college baseball are going to come back for an extra year. Um, so college baseball is going to be really good because they got a bunch of people that should have been drafted last year. Um, but we'll, we'll talk more about the draft as far as the Astros are concerned. If, if you don't know about the Astros scandal, you've been living under a rock, an absolute rock. Um, but for their garbage can banging in the dugout, uh, their whole situation, um, they were assessed a penalty of no draft pick in the first round. Yeah. That, that was their penalty for cheating their way to winning a World Series by banging on trash cans to let players know what pitch was coming. They didn't get a first round draft pick. Yeah. Whoa. I don't know a single person like you. So your fa- pick your favorite team of the major four sports. So mine would be you know NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL. Mine's the Packers. I'm guessing yours probably is too. Out of the top four. Well, the four major sports. Who's your favorite team? Like out of your. So you have a favorite team in each of the four major sports. Okay, I got Packers, Bucks, Brewers, Preds. Yeah, which one of those is your favorite? It's toss-up between Packers and Brewers. Okay, so mine's Packers. Okay. Let's say yours is, too. If someone came to you and Did said... Did you just assume my favorite team? Oh, God, I've, <laughs> done, I've done it now. If someone came to you and said, you can win the Super Bowl this year as a Packers fan, all you have to do is give up your first-round pick next year. Would I think, you do it? I think you'd have to be an idiot not to. I would do that every five years. I would, do, I would do that every single year. I don't care. if I don't care if I'm losing my draft pick, if I'm guaranteed to win the fucking Super Bowl, because if if I can win the Super Bowl without my first-round draft pick, then cool. Don't don't even use it. But yeah. I know that I know that's a hypothetical, but, like, what the fuck is the point? And they didn't penalize any players because they, quote-unquote, told the truth and were upfront about things. Fuck off. They cheated the game of baseball. Get a fucking life. Yeah, like, even though we just talked about the purists, like, everybody was pissed about yeah, that. Every they, they created Twitter pages, they fucking put asterisks on shit. Okay, there there has to be an asterisk on, like, the, the fucking World Series trophy. Oh, yeah, they cheated. They fucking... They, I feel like, I feel like the, the game of golf and, like, all the executives don't realize they cheated. Game of baseball and all the executives. Uh, what did I say? Golf. Damn it. Your golf exec probably don't realize either. <laughs> I got golf on the mind. Yeah, but like, come on. Cheating. Like, like, like SpongeBob. I don't, I don't know how to describe SpongeBob it. was more uptight about cheating on his voting test yeah. than anybody in the MLB offices were about them cheating for a World Series. A fucking World Series. You were claimed the best team in the MLB, but you cheated and nobody cares. What is a first-round draft pick going to do? When, so, a little psychology lesson for everybody. I took Psych 101. Rewards are meant to reinforce a behavior. Okay. And punishments are meant to... What's the opposite of reinforce? Fuck. Punishments are meant to deter you from a certain behavior. 
What has this punishment deterred anybody from cheating in the future? I would say nothing. Like, yeah, people aren't going to bang on trash cans in the future. But no, like, if everybody looks at it and says, hey, let's cheat if we get caught... We only lose a first round pick. Yeah. It's worth what, it. What are the odds? Like, I just why don't people just bang on trash cans all day? Let's just do that. Make baseball a cheating game. Well, and guys, pitchers have came out and said like, I would rather. Oh God, what did they say? It was something about like I would rather only throw fastballs or something than like a batter no. Yeah. Or he said like I would rather face guy everybody that does steroids. Then have them know what pitch is coming. Yeah, I feel like baseball's been a game that's been so quote-unquote pure, but it's it's been riddled with scandals all of its history. Steroids. You know who's coming. getting screwed? Huh? Pete Rose. Yeah. Fuck. It's he, like the Reggie Bushing. He yeah. didn't cheat. Yeah. He didn't he do anything. bet on games. And he bet on himself. Yeah. He's not throwing games to, like, make money. He's betting on himself because he he's wants like, "Hey, to win. I'm damn good. And I'm if, gonna play my ass off. Yeah, I'll bet on myself. Yeah, if I'm if I win, that's cool. I also win money. If I don't, then I fucked over. I, I'll do it next tomorrow yeah, night. And like, I'm still getting a paycheck. Exact. Fuck that. Fuck baseball. Pete Rose is the all time leading hits leader. Anybody who says different because he gambled, <laughs> you got another thing coming to you. <laughs> In the words of Creed, if that's if that's a crime, lock me up. Fuck. Fuck baseball. Baseball needs to get a new hobby. Um, moving on. Fuck baseball again. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, this is going to be explicit, marked explicit on the podcast. Oh, yeah, we're long past I, I keep on forgetting to do that when I... Yeah, anyway. Um, Wait, we have to mark that ourselves? We don't have to, but I do. But, like, that's not something that, like, gets screened for? Like, that's... Well, if I just say fuck a bunch, it's not going to say, like, hey, it has to have explicit tags on it. I just choose explicit rather than family-friendly. When I post it. Huh. Yeah. Um, I never knew that. So, like, half of ours are explicit, even though we've sworn in all of ours. Yeah. Um, But I think, like... Well, well, let's think about it. What are words you can say to not make something explicit? You can say, damn it. Well, it's the words on TV that don't make it explicit. Yeah, what are those words? You can say, bitch. You can say... Can you say, bitch? Yeah, they say it on Friends, I think. Well, that was a different time. Uh, yeah, but like, they all, I just watched a highlight of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and they called someone a son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. You can also, say, damn the, it. the captain in Brooklyn Nine-Nine when they, he realizes Cheddar isn't Cheddar. Yeah. He is some common bitch. Yeah. That was nice. But that's because he was calling her a female okay, dog. whatever. Why do you... You can say, damn it. You can't say shit. You can't, can't say, say fuck. You can't, can't say, say fuck. Herm. What other... Why am I blanking on cuss words? I don't fucking know. We gotta move on, though. Uh, <laughs> NCAA basketball. Um, Badgers announced their matchup for Marquette this year. Uh, another tradition that Wisconsin sports hold, holds true to this day. I fucking love tradition. I love games that mean something. The battle for Wisconsin happens every year, and it's happening in Milwaukee this year. Obviously, they alternate... Um, I think it's scheduled for, like, December. I should have looked this up beforehand. Um, but the last two years we played in November, which is a little bit early. We usually play early December, so they moved it back to December this year. I love this game. I think it's one, top, maybe, it's in the top ten for games I watch every year. Like, I care about the Minnesota game. I care about the Iowa game, but I really fucking care about this Marquette game. Yeah, in terms of, like, strictly basketball, I probably dislike Marquette more than any Big Ten team. Oh, Minnesota. Minnesota, I hate. 
Uh, for college basketball, I think I hate Marquette more. Okay. Probably because I don't know any Minnesota fans, but I know Marquette fans. Okay. Like, even the Vikings fans I know still like Wisconsin college sports. Okay. Unless you're from the Milwaukee area, then you're just a Marquette fan. Yeah, I I just... The battle for the state makes it seem like it's super, like, official and stuff Right, because, like, like, other... I mean, like, other than, like, us in Minnesota... Most states have, like, a battle for the state type uh-huh. rivalry in, like, every sport. Yeah. So it's cool that we at least get one for basketball. Yeah. Like, Alabama, you have Auburn, Alabama, and Florida's Florida, Florida State. Yeah. And Texas has a shit ton of yeah. them. And even Iowa has Iowa, Iowa State. So it's cool that we get at least a little taste yeah, of it. Yeah, because we don't get it in football. We don't get it in any other sports, so. Yeah, so, plus, I think it's a lot better to be played in December because November college basketball doesn't even count. It's just boring. You play like Lipscomb and yeah, and you, uh, oh, you Alabama lose, you lose to Rice. You lose yeah. to Rice in the battle for Atlantis. We didn't lose to Rice. Are we you lo- sure? We lost to New Mexico and oh god, I'm gonna look it up now. We did not lose. I don't even think Rice has a basketball team. Yes, they do because we played them and I think we might have lost. No, we lost to fucking. I have it on the tip of my tongue. 2019 Battle for Atlantis. We lost to a t- Richmond. Yeah, we lost the, to spiders, Rich- the spiders. The spiders. <laughs> the damn spiders. Like, I think that's like the second or third time we've mentioned Richmond spiders in this podcast. Really? I think so, because my cousin played baseball for him. Oh, yep, and you yeah. bring, yep, okay. Richmond, Shout out spiders. Fuck the spiders. <laughs> we lost to him in the Battle for Atlantis. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, so they're going to play in December, which is great. December basketball, college basketball is way better than November basketball, unless it's like the Maui. I don't know when they play the Maui. I think it's November. That might be a Thanksgiving. That's a Thanksgiving tournament. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, uh, Marquette, fuck you. Fuck anybody that likes Marquette. Yeah, like. Would that be fair to say? Oh, absolutely. College basketball, unless you're a valued listener of this podcast, then you suck, but you suck a little less. Yeah. The cool thing about, like, or the shitty thing, I guess, about college basketball is you have, like, the Champions Tournament, or whatever they call it, where, like, the top four teams play each other. Yeah, whatever it is, like, the first opening night. Then it's kind of boring. Then you have Thanksgiving tournaments, and then it's kind of boring. Then you get, like, ACC Big Ten Challenge and... Whatever they did, like the Big 12, Pac-12, or they started... Yeah, or SEC Big 12 is what yeah. they tried to start. But it's still cool to see, like, tournament-style basketball. And then you wrap up football season, and then it really starts picking yeah, back up again. Yeah, you start playing again. conference games in college basketball, that's when it really matters. Yeah, I mean, like, because if you... Like, we lost to Richmond, we lost to another bum team, we lost to St. Mary's. And hey, we St. Still, Mary's isn't a bum team. I, I think that St. Mary's is a good loss. Well, I didn't mean they were a bum team. I just meant like we lost games we should have won. True. And we were still going to be like a four or five seed if we would have played. We would have been a four loss. March Madness. Yeah. Which we did. Don't bring that up. Um, Lastly, bottom three, top three. We're we are on our third conference of the Mountain West or of the of the group of five teams. Um, We said that if we got to the Sun Belt, we would be in a tough place. We're we're in a tough place right now. We we have golf and NASCAR. None of the major sports are back. I mean, NASCAR's nice to watch. Golf mm-hmm. is nice to watch, but we're we're reaching. Yeah, no, I honestly did not think. And even if like even if baseball fully started playing tomorrow, I think we still have to finish out. The yeah, once we're this far, yeah. But yeah, I thoroughly did not think we would make it this far without <laughs> like something else. Agreed. 
Like um, I figured, like oh, baseball be bad. They're gonna finish the NBA season by then, like or be playing it by then. But here we are. After today, we got two more weeks left to college football uniform rankings. You want to start it off with your uh, third worst in yeah. the Mountain West? Yeah, I'll start my third worst in the Mountain West, Nevada. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Nevada, they they just came out with new unis, I think, last year. That, like, the jerseys are navy blue, but mm. the pants are light blue. Yeah, it's And weird. that looks horrible. They're super boring uniforms other than that. Like, they tried to, like, spice it up with two different colors, but it just looks horrible, and there's no other, like, major detail on the jersey. Yeah. Um, I got Utah State at number whatever out of the conference. Third worst. Um, yeah. I think they're 10th. I think they have a 12 team conference. They might be. Might be. Uh, third worst, Utah State. Kind of the same deal. They're boring. Uh, they're dark blue and white. Nothing really exciting going on. Um, really boring. I, 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 it was hard to kind of come up with this this third worst and the second worst even because like they're all just blah. Like, yep. There's a couple good ones and then they're all just blah. And so I put Utah State down there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go right to eleven real quick with mine because I had Nevada okay. um, at, at second worst. Um, Nevada's bad. Nevada's really bad. Oh, yeah. I don't like their logo. I don't like their color scheme that much. Like, they could have done so much more with blue and white, but they don't do it. Um, yeah, Nevada's my, my second worst. Yeah, so my second worst, Colorado State. <laughs> okay. Were they by chance your worst? They, uh, yeah, they were. They're okay, so, let's just talk about yeah, them. <laughs> they're so fucking bad. Those helmets, the, the horns, the ram horns mm-hmm. on the helmets are terrible. They're and terrible. It, it's the literal green and gold like you University of Southern Florida had. Yeah, eh, kinda. What do you mean, kinda? They're literally green and gold. They're more green and white nowadays. Yeah, but they still got. Like, they still got. They still have gold helmets, like for their like alternates or whatever. But yeah, I know what you're saying. But yeah, like the the horns look stupid. And, like the green and gold when they wear it looks awful. They do, however, have those cool throw or like alternates that I like, where it's like the state of Colorado. Oh yeah, those are kind of cool. But other than that, every uniform they wear looks awful. It looks terrible. Get a new fucking uniform. You're you're up for number your last place. Worst team yeah. in the Mountain West. I'm kind of surprised. I'm you, really interested to what. The, yeah, I don't. know. I'm kind of surprised you didn't have them in your bottom three, but I'm kind of worried you might have put them in your top three. <laughs> okay. Wyoming. Oh wow, yeah, that's interesting. I did not, I didn't even think about putting them in the bottom. It, brown and yellow? <laughs> what? They they wear yellow pants, brown jerseys. The logo, I think, with like a cow, like a, like I've said before, I love silhouette logos. Yeah. Like uh, you know Texas's logo, but it's just way too much. Like the silhouette isn't big enough to have a full-on cowboy with a lasso riding a full-on horse. Yeah, but I think it looks pretty badass. I just don't like how there's so much going on in just, like, a silhouette. Okay. You know enough. what I mean? Like, if it was, like, a like filled yeah, in, you like, need, picture... You need, a, you need a more simple silhouette is what you're saying. Right, right? silhouette's got to be, like, really simple. You take one look, you're like, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, you know it's somebody riding a horse, but, like, there's just way too much yeah. going on. And, again, brown and yellow. It's not great. No. Uh, you want to just go uh, third best now? All right. Because I think we're sticking with the order. My third best and second best, I, I'm curious to see what you think about them. Okay. Number three, I'm going with Air Force. I don't mind it. I had them in the top half of my unranked, 
But okay. I didn't really see anything that stood out to me other than the lightning bolt. Yeah, the lightning bolt on the helmet that Phil's talking about is sweet. I see. We like he kind of we kind of shit on Utah State for having just navy blue and white, but Air Force is a little bit brighter blue. It's one of those. It's more of a royal blue. The things with uniforms is like, you kind of know it when you see it. Like sometimes simple's good, sometimes simple's bad. But if you guys know, like, look at uniforms, you know what we're talking about when we yeah. say that. And if I think you, if you looked at a comparison of Air Force and Utah State back to back. You'd te- you'd You're going to like Air Force better. You'd be able better. to tell which one's better. And they're both simple, but Air Force, I think, is simple in a good way. Plus, hey, support our troops. Support our they're the only troops. They're the only military academy in a conference in Division One football. Oh, yeah. Good for them. They run the triple option still. Also good for them. <laughs> and the lightning bolt's dope. All right. Um, number three, I think I got a little bit of a shocker. I'm not sure what you have at two and one. I have San Jose State. I have San Jose State at number two. Okay, I, I really like their colors. The blue and yellow they the have is like the pit throwback yeah, color. Yeah, it's really fucking good. It's re- and their logo the is Trojans dope. The Trojans, <laughs> God damn, I, I was thinking about putting them two. Um, couldn't do it because I got I got two better teams, I think, um, at my top two. But San Jose State is, is up there. They're really fucking good. Yeah, no, I love the uniform. The you, you look up San Jose State uniform and then look up like the pit throwback <laughs> uniform. They both have that really cool like yellow and kind of like royal blue look to yeah. them. Yeah, the logo looks good. Kind of sucks that they're a shitty team because I would it love to watch so them all the time. They're, they're terrible, but yeah, I'd like to watch them. I, but they, they suck. But their jerseys are awesome. Who you got at number two? I got Hawaii, the Rainbow Warriors. Um, I I. I thought I'd like these a little bit more than I did when I looked them up, but I still like them a lot. I think they use black really well in their uniforms, which I, you don't expect from Rainbow Warriors. Um, the classic H, the Hawaii, I think it looks good. I, I always like green and white, so when they wear their whites, it's really nice. Um, yeah, Hawaii, also, Rainbow Warriors. How can you how can you not like that? Yeah, Hawaii was when we talked earlier and I said... This team I'm going to look at is probably either going to be in my top three or yep. bottom three. It was Hawaii. Didn't end up putting them in either. <laughs> in either of them. Just but like, middle of the road. They're not a bad uniform, and it's kind of a unique look. Yeah, I like their uh, throwbacks when they have the rainbow on the helmet. The like, actual rainbow. Yeah, yeah no, that looks pretty that sick, dope. too. Yeah. Who you got? Or, yeah, no, we'll start with you. Number one? Yeah. Hold on. Is your number one a powerhouse group of five team? No. You didn't? Okay, I went with Boise. Ah, yeah. See, I, I couldn't. I couldn't in my right mind choose that blue and orange for a top three spot. I just don't like it. Yeah, that they much. got the Florida color scheme. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're going with Florida. Plus, I they have one of the coolest helmets in my opinion, because they either wear when they either wear like any color black, white, or blue helmet, and it's just like the giant like horse yeah. on the side. I think that's it might usually, be a too big. I like how big it is. How it kind of like wraps, and you yeah. get like the full. Like, horse with just, like, the outline. It's usually, like, metallic. I think Boise's kind of, like, because they've always been that powerhouse group of five, they get a little more help on their uniforms. Yeah. I think orange, blue, black, whatever combination they go with with that, I think always looks really good. I think they pull off black and orange pretty well because they do incorporate that blue, and usually I don't like black and orange that much. Um, 
I just... I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fucking blue field that I don't like. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you got to th- picture him playing in a bowl game. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Every time I picture him in a bowl game, it's against Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. And, and that was a dope game, but their jerseys weren't great. And then Yeah, that was like 15 of. years ago, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. Um, number one for me is going to be uh, something. <laughs> it's something. I got Wyoming, number one. No, <laughs> no. I got Wyoming, number one. Somehow they work the brown really well. No, they don't. Yes, they do. It's brown and yellow. I don't care what the what you think of when you think of brown and yellow combining, but it looks fucking dope. Their lettering across their chest is like old cowboy style lettering. Oh, it looks so good. Their mascot or their their symbol on the helmet looks fucking sick. When you were saying shit about their helmet, it took me so much inside to say no, no, Jake. But I agreed with you because I wanted to mislead the the. The fans. Listeners, yeah. Wyoming has the best jerseys by far. No. By far. They have the worst jerseys by far. Did you put them last? Yes. Okay. We. <laughs> I think this is, this might actually be the first time ever we have had my like one of our last and first teams be the exact same. Imagine Josh Allen throwing in that jersey. See, quit thinking about that. He hasn't played there for three years. I don't care what he what they look like now. They still look the same. They have the same jerseys as three years ago. Okay, so we just shit on Bowling Green for wearing brown jerseys. Brown and orange. That's different. That's fair. No, I respect. That's okay. fair. But brown and yellow. It works. It's pissing bro. shit. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how you don't think that works. It, it doesn't. Works, it works so well. They, brown doesn't go good. enough white Unless it is like a leather couch, brown goes well with absolutely nothing. Disagree. Look at Wyoming's jerseys. Th- that's they a prime look, example why it doesn't so work. They fucking good, and I can't believe you put them at 12. I figured they might be in the bottom three for you, but 12 or like last place? What the hell? They look so good. I'm going to pull up a fucking picture right now. And I'm still going to tell you they don't look good. It's God, brown and yellow. That logo is so good. He's holding his hat on his... But it's way too much to just be a silhouette. No chance. Yes. No fucking... You can tell what it is. Right, but like there's so much going on. Like why don't you just make a full damn logo then? Look at how fucking good these whites look. Those whites look good. Don't they? Well, yeah, you're also not like... Okay, they don't look as bad as when they're wearing the brown... But the let doesn't change the logo. Oh, those brown and yellows. Ooh, oh, God. They look so good. I can't believe you're on the other side of fucking... I can't know. believe you're on the other side. It makes no sense to me. You're telling me these... Sorry for the listeners at home that can't see this. These don't look good? Brown and yellow works. No, they don't. With the with the yellow they use, it does. If they use like one of those puke brownish yellows, no. But they fucking pull it Do off. Do you think vibrant yellow just makes it okay? With brown, yes. Oh, God. You're a disgrace. Yeah, I'm a disgrace? Yes. You. Oh, God. We'll put out a poll. That, that's the ranking. That's the ranking. We'll put out a poll. Wyoming uniforms, good or bad, on Twitter. Vote. Please vote and tell Jake that he's wrong. Because he's goddamn... He's so fucking wrong on this. Shit, shoot me a... If, if you don't have my snapper number and you still listen to this, shoot me a DM. But text me if you honestly think... That Wyoming's brown and yellow looks good. It looks fantastic. Not just not just looks worse in the conference, but if you think it looks good, let me know. Yeah, if yeah, top half of the conference. Yup. All right. <laughs> what a contentious ending. That's the that's the biggest that, debate. That is had. pitiful. That's the biggest <laughs> debate we've had this whole this whole show. Like I am irate. 
<laughs> you you should be because you're wrong. You should be pissed off at yourself because you're how wrong you are. I'm just simply not though. It's brown and yellow. That's all I need to say. I don't need to talk about any other point of their uniform besides it's brown and yellow. That looks like the goddamn cowboys. Well, cowboy wears brown and yellow. A Wyoming cowboy. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Do the ending. All right, that's been episode twelve of catching a buzz. I caught a buzz. Jake had three beers. Yeah, yeah, that's decent. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, hoping to hoping to get them out once a week, usually on Saturdays, uh, maybe on Fridays sometimes. Uh, Record Friday, see when Phil gets it put up. Yeah, I usually I usually just get drunk after these things. So um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Buy some merch. Um, it's available right now. T-shirts, long sleeves, sweatshirts, tank tops, stickers. Um, yeah, support us, and uh, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Wow.